Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. The show ended after a seven-month run, playing to record-breaking crowds everywhere. It had drama, pathos, even the impressions, like this one by Wayne Cashman, brought the house down. Here's how it goes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Johnny Cash. But let's begin at the beginning. It wasn't an auspicious debut. The date was October 10th. The place, Boston Garden, and the swashbuckling Bruins opened their season against the arch-rivals from New York's west side. The story was sad, but Esposito scored his first goal and would put 65 more into enemy nets before the season ended. Three days later, the Bruins and Rangers had a showdown in the zoo, New York's Madison Square Garden. A minute left on the power play, Stanfield has it in the zone, over in the left wing corner to John Busick, trying to get it out in front, feeds it back to the point to Bobby Orr. Orr in front to Stanfield, over to Esposito from the spot, knocks it in, goal, Boston. West ball with it in front, off to Stanfield in the corner, back to Dallas Smith at the blue line. Smith holds it there, he's checked, gives it off to Stanfield in front, left corner to West ball, back out to Stanfield, West ball in front, has it, shoots, scores! Westfall and Sanderson out to kill the penalty. Westfall breaks up the play at the Boston line. Two on one with Sanderson. Pass on the right side to Sanderson. Moving in, shoots, scores. Short-handed goal, Boston. Not even the Forest Rangers were going to stop the Bruins in that confrontation. The badly mauled New Yorkers retreated to lick their wounds. It was up, up and away as the Bruins made their first pilgrimage to the West Coast touching down first at Vancouver, and before the jet engines cooled, Orr had scored his third goal of the season. Busick slammed one in on a power play, and Espy scored the winner. Airborne again, the Bruins zoomed into Montreal, but should have stayed aboard the plane. The all-expense-paid jet journey continued over the mountains and through the woods into Minnesota, where Orr, Sanderson, and Hodge plucked the North Stars from the heavens. November 10th, Chicago. Jerry Cheevers is the hottest thing to hit town since Mrs. O'Leary's cow. The Chicago Stadium is jammed to capacity, and all around the loop, 6,000 fans have crowded movie theaters to catch the game on closed-circuit TV. Pat Stapleton will start to play out from behind the Chicago net, coming out on the left side. Feeds at the center to Dennis Hall. He's across the Boston line on the left wing. Drop pass to Bobby. Shoots. Scores. Power play goal, Chicago. 
Got it circling around the red line, trying to find somebody free. Feeds it over on the left wing to Dennis Hall. He's across the line. They left him alone. Shot score. It was the last time Jerry Cheevers would lose in the next 33 games. By late November, the Bruins had a seven-game winning streak and moved into St. Louis for what appeared to be an exhibition of the manly art of self-defense. Smith puts it to the left of the goal. Cashman with it. Now Bennett wants to fight. Bennett wants to fight. He's battling with Esposito, I believe. Now Bobby Orr battling on the far side with Sabarin. Orr and Sabarin going at it. Bennett throws the right hand at Cashman, and Cashman gets that left hand loose and pounds Bennett. Another left by Cashman, and Bennett goes down. Bennett will learn not to pick on Cashman and let that left hand get loose. Bennett really absorbed a left hand. Now he throws a right to Cashman's face. Another right to Cashman, and Cashman can't get at him. Now the left hand right to the nose by Cashman. The game also ended in a tie with a total of 12 goals showing on the scoreboard. A few days later in Toronto, the Bruins gave a performance which was beautifully orchestrated and brilliantly executed. Sanderson gets around McKenney. Sanderson moving in. Quick shot saved by Perron. Cleared to the sideboards by Pollock. Walton puts it in front. Leach scores! Reggie Leach ties up the hockey game. Boston goal scored by number 27, Leach. Play underway. Walton shot saved by Perron. Dallas Smith just scores! Dallas Smith from inside the blue line. As Perron was caught up with his own defenseman about 10 feet out in front of the net. And all of a sudden, the Bruins are out in front. Now Orr starts it out right side to Stanfield, broken up by Keon, gets it back, Stanfield at center, across the red line, he's in the middle, across the Toronto line, right side to Esposito in front, to scores! Bill Esposito, number 19. Can you imagine in the 23rd game, his 19th goal. Three goals in a minute and 53 seconds, and the Bruins won another one, five to three. The Cobra-like quickness of the alert Bruins remained as they faced off against Los Angeles and struck quickly and often, racking up three goals in three minutes. Face-off coming to the right of the goaltender Vashon in the Los Angeles zone. Esposito wins the draw. Hodge with it over on the left side. He's on his off wing. Lays it in front. Score! Cashman! F. Cashman tipped in Hodge's drive from the left wing board. Smith picks it up from Hodge. Smith into the zone, over to Esposito on the right wing. Espo to McKenzie, his shot. Dallas Smith rolls it in. Dallas Smith, standing right on the edge of the crease, rolls the puck in the net. And the Bruins lead it four to two. Four with the puck. Over to Ravlich on the left side, headmans it out to Bailey. Bailey's pass, a good one to Stanfield, across the line, holds his shot, moves in to score! Fred Stanfield, beautiful move on Vashon. By mid-December, visions of sugar plums were dancing through Phil Esposito's head as he was zeroing in on a milestone. He had just scored goal number 298. Then... Bruins lead it 5-1. to one. Ted Green with the puck in the Boston zone. Starts it up on the right side. Across on the left to Dallas Smith. Smith at the red line. Dumps it into the zone. Cashman in the corner. Battling his way back toward the blue line. Flips it back to Dallas Smith. In front to Esposito. Shoot, score! He didn't make it on that occasion, but he gave himself a Christmas present the very next day. 
Long pressing in the Oakland zone. Stanfield has it. At the point, feeds it into Busick in the left wing corner. Back out to Stanfield, looking for Esposito in front. Across to Orr on the right side. Back to Stanfield. The Busick in the left wing corner, halfway in. Feeds it in front. Esposito shoots, scores. Esposito's 23rd goal of the season brings the Bruins to within 3-2 of Oakland. And for Esposito, that's goal number 300 of his career. An ice show evicted the Bruins from the Garden, and they were traveling the icy highway, stopping first in Chicago. The horn sounds, the hockey game is over. The Bruins have beaten the Chicago Blackhawks at Chicago Stadium for the first time since the playoffs in 1970 when they won four straight in the semifinal round against the Chicago Blackhawks. The final score here at the Chicago Stadium is Boston Bruins 5. The 15,752 fans, the largest ever in the history of the Met Center, were treated to one of the great goaltending duels of the season. Bruins pressing in the Minnesota zone. Esposito has it in front. Shot saved by the Gumper. A beauty off the left-hand post. Now comes back out to Stanfield. Stanfield with it at the point. Over to Orr on the right side. Orr rifles one. Saved by Worsley. A beauty. Beaver save. Big save off Parisi. Minnesota has the puck in the corner. Feeds it back out to the point. With it there, Barry Gibbs. Gibbs throws it across on the other side to Danny Grant. The goalworthy in front. Save. Peters with the right leg as he kicks it into the corner. But the Bruins still weren't in first place. Despite their winning ways, they trailed New York. The strains of Guy Lombardo's Old Lang Syne were still being heard by some when the big, beautiful Bruins invaded Buffalo. Sanderson to Westfall, across the line, back to Sanderson. Quick shot saved by Crozier, chest high. Hillman and Sanderson battle. Sandy lays it out in front, Westfall shoots, scores! Westfall from Sanderson, and the Bruins lead it 4-1 to one here at Buffalo. Two seconds, one second. Meehan with the puck. There's the horn. The hockey game is over. The Bruins are in sole possession of first place in the East Division of the National Hockey League, leading New York Rangers by one point. Mesdames et Messieurs, nouvelle de l'ère terminale. Nous regrettons que les services ici à l'ère ici terminale sont terminés pour un temps indéfini. The highlight of the social season in Burlington, Vermont, was shaping up as the Canadian air controllers went on strike. The Bruins, with makeshift travel arrangements, took a chartered flight to New England's northernmost metropolis, boarded a bus, and continued the journey along Route 7 to Montreal. Over a thousand fans, shivering in the 15-degree temperature, greeted them in Burlington. Fans, hundreds of them, were waiting at the Mount Royal Hotel in Montreal to greet the hottest gate attraction on any circuit. And oh yes, most of them wanted tickets to sit in on another rematch between David and Goliath. At the end of the first period, Lake Canadien led 2-1. to one. Then the octopus, Ken Dryden, just didn't have enough arms. Anderson will take the draw with Lemaire, just inside the face-off circle on the Bruin right wing. Out, drops it back to Orr, Orr into the circle, in front of Sanderson, Sanderson to Walton, Walton shuts, and this game is tied up, Mike Walton from Sanderson. Mike Walton from Sanderson and Orr at the 22nd mark of the second period, and the game is tied 2-2. Now Hodge has it in front, Esposito, Espo moving in, shoots, scores! Get Esposito! 39 for Phil Esposito. 
Stanfield is on the draw with Richard. Stanfield, Busick, and McKenzie up front for Boston. Face-off controlled by Richard. He lost it. Has to go to the boards to pick it up. McKenzie took it away to Stanfield. Two-man break. Stanfield into the zone. J.C. Tremblay's back. Stanfield back in. He scores! Three goals in four minutes and 16 seconds. Thanks, Mr. Dryden. It was a pleasure. The matinee idols of the NHL sent Orr, Esposito, Dallas Smith, McKenzie, and Lady Bing Trophy winner John Busick to the All-Star Game at the Met Center in Bloomington, Minnesota. And neither sleet nor snow were going to keep them off the ice. After an early morning flight was trapped in a sleet storm in Milwaukee, the players settled down to a friendly game of cards to kill the time. <laughs> it's 15 below zero in Minnesota, and there's snow, snow, all kinds of snow. The All-Star game, the East won it 3-2 with Esposito, who else scoring the winning goal with assists from Orr and Smith. And for a superb performance, Bobby Orr was voted number one star of the game. We're back in Madison Square Garden for another showdown with the Rangers, and it's been a nip and tuck battle for two periods. Dallas Smith starts it out of the Boston zone, across the line, checked at center by Rod Gilbert. Gilbert takes the puck away, loses to Cashman on the right wing. Cashman into the zone, has Esposito going down the middle. Cashman takes it all the way into the corner. Checked there by Brad Park, throws it out in front. Esposito tipped it in, score, Boston. Boston zone, he'll start it off on the right side. Gets it up to Mike Walton. Walton circling through center. Across the blue line. Leaves the pass to Orr at the blue line. Orr's drive is wide of the net. Rebound back to Walton. Back to Orr. Orr's shot score. Bye-bye, Rangers. The Bruins are unbeaten in 11 games and have lost just two of their last 36. The Minnesota North Stars come to town, and they lead 2-1 in the second period. Oliver skates by, and Gibbs will bring it out. Pass to Oliver. He fanned on the return pass. Now Walton inside the zone. Keeps it in at the left point. Puts it behind the net. West ball. Sanderson with it. In front of Completely. Now, get a load of this. Or behind his own net, tripped over McKenzie's stick. Now he's up and starts out. Bobby Orr comes to the red line. Orr into the zone. Orr to Busick, going down the slot. Right side, Busick with a shot. Four! Power play goal for Boston and John Busick. Ed Johnson gets an assist along with Cashman and Busick. Music gets the goal. Coach Tom Johnson's marauders skated into Buffalo, where the Sabres neatly picked them apart. Then, back to Boston. Undefeated in 21 home games, the Bruins settle for a tie with the Canadiens, and Jerry Cheevers extends his unbeaten streak to 21. Phil Esposito, the hands brinker of the hockey set, was zooming toward his third scoring championship. In Philadelphia's spectrum, he put on a nice show of his own, which for sheer magnificence will hardly be matched in any ice palace. Espy with it, tried to pass it, it went off Ashby's stick, Espy gets it back, shot, four! Phil Esposito put it into the upper left-hand corner. Bruins back at full strength. John Potvin lost it to Esposito, Esposito's in alone, shoot, scores! Phil Esposito! Music gets it back to Esposito, shot, four! 
Esposito gets the power play goal with Brent Hughes in the penalty box, his 49th of the year, an empty net affair. The international travelers are on their way again. Cheevers is still hot, 22 games without a loss. They're in Minnesota again. Oliver on it there, later right out in front of his own net. Prentice lost it to Westfall. Westfall to Sanderson on the right side. His quick shot, score! Derek Sanderson. Darling of the gallery gods does it again. Worsley stops the puck behind his net, leaves it there for Doug Moans. Moans will start the play, chased by Westfall. He took it away to Sanderson. Shot saved, score! And a goal. Bruins lead it three to one. A shorthanded goal for Derek Sanderson. His second goal of the night is 19th of the year. Ed Westfall stole the puck from Barry Gibbs. Sunday, February 20th, is a scheduled afternoon game with Chicago for national television. The Bruins arrive at their hotel at 3 a.m. and are up at 11. Most of the players go without breakfast. Then the Esposito brothers squared off for another episode of All in the Family. Now Esposito starts out on the right side. Espo through center. Comes in the middle. Knocked away by Stapleton. Cashman in front lost it. Now it's cleared out to the line by Pappen. Shot by Ori. Through a screen. Great save. Score! Score, Boston! And Tony Esposito digs at the puck and fires it out towards center ice. Goal number seven, Bill Esposito, Esposito gets it. Assisted number 26, Don Ory at 13.27. 13.27 the time. Ori assisting on Esposito's 51st goal. One month to go. The countdown to playoffs has started. The Bruins have made a long sought-after deal. Carol Vadney from the California Seals in exchange for Rick Smith, Reggie Leach, and Bob Stewart. It's Vadnais' first game as a Bruin. The game is against the Seals. What's more, the Seals are leading 6-1. to one. But navigator Tom Johnson charted the course, and the bomb squad went into action. One. Score with it at the blue line on the right side. To Walton on the left point. In front to Cash, but he shoots, scores! Two. Four with it at the right point. Fires, save. Danfield pumped in the rebound. Three. Westfall with it in the corner, feeds it back to Orr at the blue line. Orr's drive, score, Boston! Four. Don Orry with it on the left wing at the blue line. Fires it in front, Stanfield has it, can't do much with it. Cleared back to the line, Orr has it. Orr's shot, save. Stanfield on the rebound. Score, Boston! Five. Westfall off to the side of the net. Back to Dallas Smith. He puts it in front. Westfall with it across to Esposito. Score! Six. Less than three minutes left in the period. Westfall with it to Cashman over on the right wing. Throws it out in front. Esposito shoots and scores. The Bruins lead. The Bruins won it 8-6. to six. The hat trick was becoming old hat for the magician. It was almost like pulling rabbits from the hat for Phil the Prestidigitator. The uncommon was becoming common. And before the Ides of March, he did it again, racking up his 56th, 57th, and 58 goals. The old lamplighter was raising the electric bill at an alarming rate. As any child knows, two and two are four, and that's just what it takes to cover Bobby Orr. Listen, my children, as Bobby gets his quota, March 8th against Minnesota. 
Phil was presented a silver hockey stick before the game, but the Bruins needed more than that. They needed Bobby. Doug Roberts was up on an emergency call from the Braves. The Bruins were trailing, four to two. Badney at the red line, throws it into the left wing corner. Bailey after it there, puts it behind the gumper. Now with it, Goldsworthy, left side to Parisi, gave it away to Westfall, centering pass, just missed with Bailey. Anderson took it away, Bailey shot, score! Ace Bailey from Derek Sanderson and Ed Westfall. And the Bruins have their third goal, and they're back to within one again. Orr picks it up at the red line, over to Don Ory. Ory's pass, off Canfield to Bobby Orr across the line. It's onside. Orr steps away from Hextall. Orr's quick shot, hit the goal post. Shot by Robert. Goal! 19.50, the time of the goal. The Bruins have tied it up. Canfield starts it up the middle. Shades the left wing. Cross the line. Gives it off to Orr. Orr bumped into Hanson. Shot saved by Worsley. And a goal by Boston. Bobby Orr. Clellan is back. Took a shot on Worsley. He made the save. The rebound came up. Busick gets the goal. Busick now 27th. Orr gets an assist. The long, hard-fought season is drawing to a close. Hundreds of thousands of fans are awaiting the final whistle of the final regular season game and the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But the decisive game has not yet been won. Once more, Chicago with Ray's Tomahawks invade Boston. This time, Phil is not playing against his brother, but he is playing against his buddy, Bobby Hull. Espy did great, knocking off his 63rd and 64th goals. And the great Bobby Hull slapped in his 600th lifetime goal. The fans reacted. Boston fans. Fans who appreciate excellence. Stapleton moves away from Sanderson. Right side to Martin. Left side to Dennis Hull. That couldn't control. Gives it to Bobby. Shot four! Bobby Hull scoring on a setup by brother Dennis as he caught the upper right-hand corner, I believe. And the fans are beginning to realize that Bobby Hull has just become the second player in the history of the National Hockey League to score 600 goals, and they're rising in tribute to this great left-winger, Bob. A standing ovation for Bobby Hull, whose 600 goal is a very important one. It ties this game at five with two minutes and 26 seconds left. His 45th goal of the season. And so it was, one game to go to win the Prince of Wales trophy. One game to go to clinch first place. One game to go to be number one. Padme starts it back, Esposito, three-man rush. Esposito on the left side to Walton, shot, oh! Westfall feeds it over into the near corner. Pete up and get the angle. Lost it to the blue line. Kept in by LaPointe. Shot blocked by Sanderson. Sanderson coming out. Has the angle on J.C. Tremblay. Quick shot. <laughs> Derek Sanderson got the angle on J.C. Tremblay after Don Ory at the blue line. Esposito starts it out on the right side, comes to the middle inside his own line, feeds it to Orr, Orr to center, up the middle, back to Esposito at the Canadiens line, Espy moving in, drop pass for McKenzie, back to Orr, to Stanfield, Stanfield to McKenzie, shot, score! The 
red light's not on yet. It just went on. It's over. The Bruins have finished in first place in the East Division, winning the Prince of Wales Trophy for the second consecutive year. long, hard, tough grind to this point, but Bruins coach Thomas Christian Johnson has traveled this route before. As an all-star, Norris Trophy winner, and Hall of Famer for the Montreal Canadiens. Now he's leading his team into the big series, the fight for the cup. This is what pro hockey is all about, and the Bruins are a team with a cause, redemption. All season long, they lived with a bad dream, or rather, a nightmare of a season past. It's a lot of uh, aggravation from people that are supposedly your friends and uh, then they start really giving it to you like, like if we knew. But this is 1972 and the Stanley Cup face-off is about to take place. The Bruins are plagued with injuries. Orr and Stanfield and Sanderson and Esposito. Phil, first let's talk about the knee. Uh, how does it feel now? Real good, Bob. It's... Uh, loosened right up and it's not as tender as it was and uh, you know I, th I think it'll be really f great for the playoffs because uh, listen you gotta put all the injuries aside now because it's a do or die right now. Esposito controls to Orr halfway in on the right wing to Hodge centering pass More goals by Marcotte, McKenzie, and Stanfield, and the Bruins won the opener five to nothing. But the Leafs, with interim coach Frank King Clancy, have a trick or two up their sleeves and beat the Bruins in a second game, sudden death overtime. Now it's on to Toronto for two games, and Derek the Turk, suffering from ulcerative colitis, is along for the trip. In TV-like fashion, in what might have been a script right out of Medical Center, he commuted the first two games between Boston Garden and Massachusetts General Hospital. The Leafs were putting up a good struggle in a penalty-filled game number three when... Orr to center, across the red line, goes to the right side, going on Sittler. Orr pulled down by Sittler, and Sittler's going off. Back to Orr, over on the left side to Walton. Walton shot, score! Mike Walton from the top of the circle on the left wing whistled one by Bernie Perrot. And the Bruins now lead this one, one to nothing. Then, in the third period... Now Esposito takes it from Orr, comes up the middle across the red line, long shot, glove saved by Perrot. He tried to clear it out, Hodge got it, thought Cashman couldn't control it in front to Orr. Shot score, Bobby Orr! The Bruins won it. Two to nothing, and Bobby had logged 34 minutes and 24 seconds in the game. Not bad. Not bad at all for a guy with a bad left knee. Bob, everybody's talking about your injury. Uh, how serious is it? Uh, it's just a bruise. The knee that was sore, uh, it's just been bruised again. It, it's all right. 
While the politicians were out on their circuit making the customary campaign promises, the young man from Paris Sound was outdoing himself, if that's possible, in game number four. Or top of the circle, throws it in the middle to Dallas Smith, up center ice, across the red line, fires it into the right wing corner, he's bumped by Brian Glennie, now Henderson has it in the corner, Hodge bumps Glennie, Cashman with the puck, he's bumped by uh, Brian Glennie, or feeds it over into the corner, Esposito in front, score, Kenny Hodge! Then, steady Eddie Westfall made his presence known. Or gets it to center to Sanderson. One man back is Henderson. Left wing, Sanderson stops. Now feeds it in front to Westfall. Shot, score! The Bruins kept up the attack and goals by the old lamplighter, and Kenny Hodge turned the falling leaves into ashes. Or in the circle to Esposito. Shot, score! They have gone off Cashman! What a play by Bobby Orr. As he sent in Hodge, Hodge shot it wide. Orr got the rebound right in front, shot it wide, picked it up himself, sent it out in front for Esposito. Assist number four, Bobby Orr, and number eight, Ken Hodge. Face off back to Vadney, whistles the shot, deflected by Ullman, then deflected by Pellick. Esposito has it. Espo set us up in front. Oh, off Kenny Hodge in front. It was three down and one to go. The clincher, but it wasn't easy, and King Clancy was making like the local ward boss promoting a favorite son in a hopelessly lost cause. Ken Hodge wiped out any aspirations the kindly Mr. Clancy had with this performance. Or muscled by Selwood, centers it in front. Hodge couldn't get to it. Cashman, top of the circle, shot blocked by Ullman. Now he throws it in front for Esposito. Over to Hodge. One opponent down and two to go. Who will it be, Minnesota or St. Louis? The Bruins have a week to wait, and most of them, along with many thousands of loyal followers, are virtually glued to their television sets as Kevin O'Shea, a fine broth of a lad, did the job and in overtime put St. Louis into the semifinals. It was Eddie Johnston versus Jacques Caron, but it was Freddie Stanfield's show. Music over on the left wing boards to Stanfield. Shot through a three. Great shot by Fred Stanfield, picking the upper right-hand corner. The Bruins lead it four to one. Stanfield in front, gives it to Bobby Orr, and Orr leads a five-man rush. Orr into the zone, drop pass for Busick. Busick has it on the backhand, rolls it in on Caron. Shot by Stanfield, a score! The hat trick for Freddie Stanfield. To be sure, the Blues had trouble in game number one, but game number two was a massacre. And the best thing to say about massacres is nothing at all. The Bruins devastated their opponents 10-2, tying a playoff record they set April 2nd, 1969, when they beat Toronto 10-0. Game number three, Bruins 7-2. Game number four, Bruins 5-3. A sweep. Next, the Broadway Blue Shirts in the finals. This is the nitty-gritty, a full season, and everything hinges on the best four out of seven games. Everyone knows New York will be tough. The series opened in Boston. Hodge has it. Out to the point to Ori. To Orr. His shot just wide as it tipped off the stick of Park. Up onto the string. Hodge. The goalie stick is back there. Now, Ori's shot. Loose cut. Hodge. 
Brad Park recovers it at his own line. Park gives it off to Hadfield on the left wing. His pass broken up by Westfall. Westfall fast to Sanderson moving in. Take the run. Russo shot. Kachuk shot kicked out by Cheevers in the left leg. Esposito shoveled it around ceiling. Hodge with it. One on one with Nielsen. Hodge's shot. Rangers were not without courage, and fight back they did. Goals by Gilbert, Hadfield, Kachuk, and McGregor made it a tense 5-5 game. Were the Bruins going to lose it? Westfall pass out of center to Walton. Walton to Bailey across the line, going on Park. Bailey going on. He cuts in front. Shoots. Picked up the pass going down the left wing. Got a little bit of an angle on Park and just cut around toward the net right in front of Jackman and he backhanded it over him. Shakey took the puck over the Yay! over the blue line. And I think uh, Shake beat Park out and gave me the puck and I just cut in front and uh, I looked up and goalie had gone down so I just flipped it over him. Ace has played well and uh, since he has been playing in the series and. Uh, and it was an exceptional play for the winning goal, but it, uh, the odd thing happened in the workout on Friday. We were scrimmaging, and he tried the same play. He wasn't successful, but he tried the same, uh, the same uh, style of uh, play, just cutting in on the other side. Okay, game number two. The Rangers changed goalkeepers. It's Gilles Villemur versus Eddie Johnston, and the game is tied 1-1 after early goals by Johnny Busick and Rod Gilbert. It's the middle of the third period, and the Rangers take some penalties. Stemkowski and Stanfield on the draw to the left of Ed Johnston. Both anticipate the draw. D'Amico drops the puck, control to McKenzie. McKenzie tripped by McGregor. McGregor's going off. Kachuk comes to the Boston line. Hodge forces him back out to center ice. Bumped by Cashman. Nielsen lost it. Esposito breaking in. He's tipped up. Penalty coming up on New York. And Kachuk is banged by Cashman. Walter Kachuk is going off for pulling down Phil Esposito. The Bruins have a two-man advantage for 10 seconds. The Bruins are pressing with a 5-3 advantage. Pace off, control to Walton, moves it into the corner, left side. Walton in front to Hodge. Kenny oh! Hodge puts the Bruins out in front, 2-1. It came in a surprise situation. It was on a power play, and uh, Esposito got the draw back to Walton, and Walton moved in down the left wing, and all his I did was try to back up uh, through the front of the net and cause a little interference, and uh, Mike fouled me wide open, so he uh, flipped the puck over to me, and I uh, tipped it past uh, Villemer. The Bruins won 22 out of 29 face-offs in the third period. Now it's off to New York for game number three, where 17,250 fans and all of the animals of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey's Circus, which were also in the building, were quickly made aware that three Ranger power play goals in the first period were all that were necessary to win that one. Game number four was something else. Mr. Wonderful took control. Now behind the net, Jim Dory handles the puck for the first time, starts at left side, trying to feed it to Rattel, but it comes to Orr at the red line. Orr with it, checked by Rattel, gives it off to Walton. 
Now Dallas Smith is out there. Walton back to Orr. He's in alone. Orr shoots, scores! Upper right-hand corner by the Orr. Call the puck winning alone on Ed Jockerman and the Bruins lead it one to nothing. Esprit gets it back, can't do anything with it. Busick took it away. Backhands it to McKenzie. Bruce Hood in the way. Out to Orr at the line. Orr shot, score! Danfield, top of the circle. Right side to Orr, coming to center. Cross the red line. Orr is rushing this afternoon. Beats it left side to Busick, but the play is offside. Park and Orr going at it. Bobby Orr and Brad Park. Orr lifts him up and knocks him over on his backside. Orr is on top. Orr pounding away on Brad Park. McKenzie and Flex play, they're going at it. Bobby Orr upended Brad Park as he took exception to Park's check at the line. The clincher as it developed was this play in the second period with Orr, who else, playing the key role. The Bruins had been playing crash hockey. Orr and Sanderson go to center. Marcotte lugs it out. Three men in the New York zone. Drop pass for Orr. Back to Marcotte in front. Just score! And a backhander! With a minute left on Mike Walton's penalty, Don Marcotte and Bobby Orr, along with Derek Sanderson as a decoy on the play, get a shorthanded goal. I give it to Bobby just before we hit the Rangers blue line and uh, he went across and gave it back to me and I was all alone then. I just flipped over uh, Jackman. He was laying down then, so. Chief, what do you think of the series so far? Well, Bob, uh so far, the series has been great. Uh, we didn't think we could take them four straight. Uh, we had to go to New York and win one game, which we've done, and uh, we've got their backs behind the wall, and we want to finish it off Tuesday, and uh, we're going to be going all out. Game five was played in Boston, and the fans were in a winning mood. All arrangements were made for a festive celebration, but the Rangers' little Bobby Russo couldn't care less. If there was going to be any celebrating, it was going to be somewhere else, at some other time, at someone else's expense. Backhander by Stanfield, knocked away by Villamur. Russo feeds it up on the right wing to McGregor. McGregor's pass, left side, too far in front of Park, picks it up off the boards, across the red line, back to Russo, shot, goal as it went through Johnson's pass. Bobby Russo ties up the hockey game for New York. Johnston bats it into the near corner. They let Irvin go after it. Now centers it in front to Russo, and he scores! Bobby Russo puts New York out in front, 3-2. Game number six, New York, Thursday, May 11th, 1972. Jerry Cheevers gets the net-minding assignment. It's been a tough series, and the keen rivalry between the two teams is clearly evident. Hard, crash-bang hockey is being played, and the game is scoreless until 11-18 of the first period when the Conn Smythe winner is manning the right point on the power play. Feeling and Hodge battle for possession. The puck is lying loose. Hodge can't get to it. He can't get away from ceiling. Pulled down. Esposito comes up with it. Espy takes it behind the net. Gives it off to Busick in the near corner. Back behind the net to Hodge. Out in front. Orr keeps it in at the blue line. Orr moves away from McGregor with a beautiful move. Shot forward! So the Bruins go out in front. One to nothing in this one. The faint-hearted wanted more assurance. The second period produced probably the greatest period of hockey ever played. Unbelievable, exhaustive skating by both teams left the crowd breathless. But there was to be more scoring. Esposito on the draw, won the draw, back to Orr at the right point. Orr still with it, moving in, quick shot through a screen, score! Makes it 2 to nothing, Boston! Although originally credited to Orr, it was tipped in by Wayne Cashman. 
Now, it's minutes to go. The final stages of the game. The Bruins only moments away from their second cup in three years and their fifth in history. On the draw, Esposito controls to Dallas Smith behind the Boston net. Around to Hodge, who knocked it by Park. Esposito rating, racing for it. Only Russo back. Cashman in the zone as well. Pass to Cashman. Shot. Save. Score! Goal by Cashman. And the Bruins lead it 3 to nothing. Wayne Cashman on a pass from Esposito. Had the puck in his skates, kicked it forward, fired it on Villamure, who made the save, but it trickled between his legs and over the goal line. It just rolled ever so tantalizingly slow to the goal line and rolled in. And the Bruins lead it 3 to nothing with a minute and 49 seconds left to play. I said to Bobby, there was about a minute and, what, 15, 20 seconds left to go or something, I don't know. I said, Bob, I said, let's get it and kill the clock. Well, you know, that's telling him that's, that's beautiful. I said, hey, kill the clock. Back into the zone to Bobby Orr. Two seconds, one second. It's over. The Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. And the Bruins mob their goaltender, Jerry Cheevers. Some fans are out onto the ice. The Rangers are congratulating their goaltender. The 1972 hockey season has ended with the Stanley Cup returning to Boston. Johnny Busick will take the Stanley Cup for the ceremonial skate around the Madison Square Garden and listen to these fans as they cheer the victors in this 1972 Stanley Cup series. Johnny Busick skating around Madison Square Garden with the Stanley Cup and now goes to the Boston dressing room where the bubbly will be consumed from the top of that Stanley Cup. Wesley, how did you feel? I don't quite know how to say it except that you got to have the luck to win. These are two great hockey teams out there tonight and it was just a matter of which team was going to get a couple more breaks than the other one. Uh, we managed tonight and our goaltending was was tremendous. Uh, I've got to give all the credit to Jerry Cheevers. Eddie Johnston, just uh, fantastic, fantastic. We got a great game out of my, my partner. He's played great all year and uh, I was just happy that he up with the big game for tonight and ended up tonight. Just great. Kenny, how does it feel? Oh, just fantastic. Words, words couldn't even describe it. Jerry Cheevers. Our defense was great tonight. It's been great all year, believe me. Shaky, congratulations. Bobby, for BZ Radio in Boston, uh, tell us about the, the two goals that won the game tonight. Well, I lately, or this, this, this last few games, I haven't get my, on the power play, I haven't getting my shot through, so I was really trying to just get the shot through, and uh, it did go through. <laughs> and on the second one, Cash deflected it. He was standing at the corner and deflected the puck in. John McKenzie, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Feeling, isn't it? Wow, wow, I'll say. <laughs> Great. Big D, congratulations, Dallas. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> How's it feel to win her again? Uh, it feels a hell of a lot better than last time, I think, because we were playing a better club, and uh, we had to play better clubs all year. Don Marcotte, good series, boy, I'll tell you that. Oh, it's nice to win. Especially after you said nobody could beat him. Oh, been right in here in New York. Oh, beautiful. Carol Vadney, how does it feel to be a member of a Stanley Cup winner? Listen, it's just unreal. I mean, you know, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't once with Montreal, but I mean, this one is way different. This one I played every shift and everything, so I'm just, I'm just so happy. I, I just can't explain myself. Garnet, congratulations. Good series. How yeah. do you feel about it? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, nonchalant, eh? Right yeah, it's, it's great. It's really great. Excuse me, excuse me just a second. John? Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! 
Celebration for John Busick. Derek Sanderson, how you feel right now? Good, very good. Oh, yeah. We did our job. We came through. We won the Stanley Cup for the town, and that's the good part of the ball, right? We bring the cup back to Boston. We did. Now that's back in Boston. I even got a Boston accent now. Ed <laughs> Westfall is here. Played a big part in this series, a very big part. Ed, congratulations on the Stanley Cup victory. Oh, Rob, hey. Just super. What do you say, right? Oh, I just think that the summer is going to be a lot better than it was last summer, let me tell you. The celebrating continues. The noise gets louder. High above Logan Airport, an Eastern Airline charter flight makes its approach. It's 2.30 in the awning, and the Bruins little realize what lies before them. Thousands of fans acting more like a demolition crew than a welcoming committee for the returning heroes storm the terminal. Put a hold on to your personal effects real good. Bob, I'll be here. You're going to be trying to get up for souvenirs. Anchor everything down. Here we go. First time in my life I was frightened to death. I happened to be behind Leo Monahan, you know, writes for the American, and and he he's not a young man, but he's not an old man, but he was being pushed around like unbelievable because I made the mistake of going out with Bobby Orr. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. And uh, I couldn't believe it, and I guess they did a lot of damage at the airport, I don't know, but I walked almost all the way to the Sumner Tunnel through eastern hangars and everything, and then came back around to get my car, and then they started pounding on my car and punching it and and punching me. Uh, somebody stole my wristwatch and my suede coat, and it was wild. I, I appreciate the fans being, uh, you know, rabid and enjoying the victory as such as we we had in New York, but to that extent, I think uh, was too much. Uh, they scared us. I think. There wasn't a guy in our team that wasn't a little afraid last night. What are your reactions, Derek? I understand there's quite a story connected with the way you got out of there last right, night. Right, I went to the, I was on the plane. I was the last one off. Johnny McKenzie and I thought it over. Vice says, Derek, I'm making a dash, right? And we get a hold of the state troopers to get me out of here. I said, listen, probably go ahead, fight it. I'm not gonna. I said, I'm gonna sit on the plane, right? And they closed the door, brought up a catering truck, opened up the other door. They, I changed clothes. I jumped into an Eastern Airlines maintenance mechanics outfit put on the Eastern Airlines cap, jumped down on the ground. Nobody noticed me. I just walked through the crowd. I had a few people that were hanging around. And then uh, I jumped into an Eastern Airlines truck, and they took me back to the hangar, and I stayed in the hangar, and then about an hour later, I left the airport. All right? Then I went home. So you had no trouble at all, really? No, none. I never saw a soul. And the beat goes on. The frivolity continues. The charisma of the Causeway Street Crusaders carries over into the office of the mayor of Boston. We just wanted one moment, if we could, just for a second. I, I want to present, on a serious note, just what I think we thought we'd do three symbolically for the team. But there is a serious moment to all of this, and we had special medallions made up 
for the team that uh, uh, will never be given again in this city because these men have done something that's singular and a distinct honor. And we've asked three players to accept them, and I just ask your attention for, for these three presentations, and then you can do all that you want. But I thought the one that deserved it first, and I'd like to present it to, is to John as captain of the team and the great leadership that he gave us. who's been a friend of mine, <laughs> someone who I have great... <laughs> the mayor just poured a pitcher full of water over John McKenzie's head. And from the city hall balcony, safe from the crowds, more thousands of them, the stout-hearted men talked to their subject. So it was. The crowds cheered and the bands played, and Stanley was home. The Avengers had triumphed.